0: Bella Friday. Oh my, oh my, oh my, now that's a power ballad, as ever I heard one, Julia Hartley Moore.
1: I always fancied um, Bon Jovi, I have to say, back know? in the day. Oh yes, mm. I, I think there's a lots of people that did. But mm. I'm a guns and roses kinda of girl, mate.
0: You're more more oh okay, more guns and more more um, GNR than oh, the old yeah. John Bon Jovi. Yeah, yeah Chris McKay. And you're a November rain girl, Julia. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so there we have it John Bon Jovi said He got the inspiration For the song Early one morning When he could not sleep While riding in a tour bus He worked at a woman's shoe store After school Got sick of selling shoes Went to a local radio station Made a little demo And well The rest is history start, Wow start, There start, you go I start, started
1: in a Shoe shop Shoe, shoe store too
0: Snap <laughs> What? Well that's Oh right You're like you like, like, like him Yeah, yeah, yeah Well not good. well If only huh? uh, Now Uh, I've got to keep on with some of this full stop feedback because there's been lots of it (laughs) um I still, you've really started something crispy kind of with your double spaces. Um, <laughs> I still use a double space after a full stop to make the break between sentences very clear. I love punctuation, especially commas. I hate emojis. Um, Lauren says, oh, my God. So they'll allow everyone to see them half naked on Facebook but can't take a full stop on a text. Um, and someone says, I know if my wife puts a full stop after a one word okay, I'm in the dog box.
1: Oh really? Okay. Totally. Uh, okay.
0: Well it's the full it's the again to full stops are very blunt. They're well, very it's just, they're very as it is. You know what I'm just saying? It's
1: the end. Yeah,
0: it's the end. Fair enough, yeah. Uh it is a four hundred thirty seven, uh the panel RNZ National. Prices are going up, up, up. Stats NZ released the latest food figures yesterday, fruit and veggie category up sixteen percent in the year to September twenty twenty two. But it's not just the food going up. Genesis and Contact Energy customers, as an example, will see their gas bills rise by an average of about 11% next month. That's if they're not temporarily protected by being on fixed-term contracts. Contact will also be increasing the price of electricity by an average of about 8%. They won't be the only ones, but they did report a small dip in annual profit. Genesis reported a 600% increase in its annual profit uh, in August. With us is Deborah Hart, the chairperson from the Consumer Advocacy Council, set up by the government to advocate for us on electricity matters. Deborah, kia ora. Security. and eight percent not the worst of it is it Some households they 'll be facing a nineteen point five percent rise in gas prices next month,
2: yeah, um, gas and electricity going up, and consumers are really concerned about the rising price of electricity, particularly at a time when there's significant pressure on household budgets. Um, they want fair prices. They also want reliable electricity and sustainability, uh, and that is a bit of a balancing act.
0: And they are rising. The thing is, Deborah, they are rising quite fast. Uh, Genesis says it's because the rising price of carbon credits. Do you buy that?
2: Well, what people have to understand is that the what we pay in the retail market is the dependent on the wholesale market. We um we are reliant 80 to 85% on renewable sources of electricity generation and those are carbon neutral and relatively cheap. But the price of electricity is largely determined by coal and gas. Oh. And that's because the market we have sets the wholesale price by generators bidding into the market, both those that are reliant on coal like Genesis's Huntley power station and those that use renew- renewable sources of electricity. And the price for all generators is set by the highest dispatched bidder. So in times of peak demand, the highest bidder will be those that are dependent on non-renewables and the relatively expensive sources of electricity like coal. And all generators will be paid that expensive price. We are really dependent on coal and gas, and we don't have suitable and sufficient alternatives yet, particularly to meet peak demand and you know Huntley has got us through numerous power crises, crises because it's reliable but it does mean more coal was burned in 2021 oh, right. than the 15 yeah. years prior combined
0: um,
2: oh. and it does mean um, that we we need to transition to net carbon zero because it's good for the environment and it's good
0: for the price of electricity as well. Yeah, I'm, I guess I'm coming from the fact that these these price increases are coming on top of every other price increase. Yep. I'm just wondering, Deborah, if, if really, honestly, if there's going to be some sort of societal breaking point. And, and can I just start before Chris and uh, uh, Julia jump in, the profits, the combined profits of Genesis, Meridian and Mercury totaled $1.35 billion in the year mm-hmm. to the end of June, uh, up from 600 million last year, what do you make of this? Well, I, um, I think um, that,
2: that when you tie that into price increases, they need to justify those price increases and show that they're proportionate to the cost that they have and their capital requirements. So, you know, they have to show that it's, it's necessary to increase prices. Um, but there there are options for consumers, um, and here's here's a really really good one um, right. for everyone with a power bill. Um, we can help improve competition by putting pressure on retailers. All consumers should regularly look to see if they're on the right plan and the right electricity retailer. And they can do that really simply by going to the Consumer NZ Power Switch site and plugging in what it is that they're currently on, the power plan. And if they can't easily find it, we're we're doing work to 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 help fix that. But in the interim they can ring up their retailer, plug it in and see if you should be on a better Plan with your retailer or a different retailer, and if we all okay. did that, yeah. it would put pressure on retailers to sharpen their pencil. Ah,
0: okay. So power switch, power switch, a mm-hmm. consumer-based uh, site there, Chris.
3: Yeah, um, I think switching power companies is a bit like switching banks. You know, for a long, long time, the um, the satisfaction surveys of banks were really, really low but it's a hassle, it's hard, it's one of those things, I hate my bank, I hate my power company, but it's too much of a hassle to go and change it.
2: It's it's actually easier than you think it is for, for most people. Um, and there are um, guidelines put out by the Electricity Authority that ensure that these things are easier to do. I say that with some riders, because some electricity companies it's not easy to find what plan you're on and that makes it more difficult and if you're on a bundled plan that can be really quite difficult as well because you're really changing perhaps your gas your electricity and your internet yes um, so that can be more difficult but you know for many of us we could be doing this and paying a lot less for our electricity there's there are there is quite a bit of competition out there and there are um, cheaper cheaper plans, um, so for many people it's a really good thing to do.
0: Is it something you've thought of doing, uh, Julia, going into it or thinking, hmm, would I be better off on a different plan because it does creep up? Well,
1: it, it's interesting, just saying, listening to what Chris said because it is, it's one of those things. I have been thinking about it because at the estate, we you, my power bill is, is astronomical. Is it? Yes. And, um, and I was, and, but... You know, it's one of those things you think, oh, my God, can I be bothered really? Can I – or just, do it. I just fork it out every month and, and, and leave it at that? But you know what? I'm going to do this. I'm going to go and check it out, and I'm going to see if I can get it cheaper.
0: You see, Deborah, we've convinced one person God. Uh, and a panelist. Make, make that two. I'll, I'll have a as well, actually. <laughs> actually, make it three. I'm going to do, <laughs> do it because it. I'm, actually, I'm actually quite unhappy about my Powerball. It's, it's, it's really high.
1: What, what do you, you know, call high? Just uh,
0: of- Many hundreds. Okay. Many hundreds for a for a three person household. Don't know mm. why it's so high. Mm. Yeah.
2: So that's four of us that are going to do it, and perhaps some of your listeners are going to do it as well. And we can, you know, we can create a movement to to see whether we're paying the right price for our electricity, and if we're not, we can we can change. Uh, and that's that's a really good thing to do. You should be regularly having a look at um, whether you're on the right plan and with the right retailer.
3: Great Wallace advice. Zoe George has joined me in the studio here, and she put oh, her hand up too. So make that five that's out five. of
0: this five. <laughs> <laughs> it's a move. It's a movement. It's a movement. It's a protest. No, no, it's not. It's just a uh, a good thing to do, isn't it? Deborah Hart Cura, thank you for your time. Thank uh, you. She's on the. Well, she's head of the Consumer Advocacy Council. That side, by the way, it is Power Switch, and um, it's easy to get to. You just check it out and see if you mm. can get just a little bit less, or maybe actually quite a lot less. It's sixteen to five. Uh, the panel are uh, in Z National. Uh, now. Plenty more action this weekend on the field at the Women's Rugby World Cup. The Black Ferns will be met with a, well, a tough side in Wales on in the second Rugby World Cup pool match Sunday. New Zealand ranked number two in the world behind England take on the eighth-ranked Wales at Waitakere Stadium. And they'll be wanting to build on their strong second half performance in the 41-17 comeback win against Australia on Sunday. Now with us is <laughs> Zoe George, sports journalist <laughs> and staff and head of the oh. podcast... The podium, Kirazomi.
4: Hello, yes, that game against Australia, that first 28 minutes, I was sitting there yep. going,
1: Oh, my goodness, what's
4: happening? Yeah. And my Australian friends were messaging me and being like, ha, ha, and I was like, no, no, it's not over until the Hooter goes. <laughs> Amazing, eh? um, And, yeah, we were down at the pub watching it, and I just happened to sit next to seven-star Michaela Blight, who was there, oh, yes. and I said to her at the halftime break, I was like, if if you were there with the team right now, what would you say to them? And she goes, give it to our backs, give it to Portia Woodman, give it to Ruby Tui. You know your stuff, just go and do it. And bring that's the ex- magic. Yeah, bring the magic, oh. and that's exactly what they I did it was just opening day jitters, um, and we've got a big ah. game this weekend as well. So, but we're going to win against Wales. It's yeah,
0: a lot of comment <laughs> uh, around people because we haven't had you here since then um, before the open. Uh, a lot of comment around people have found. Uh, the spirit of the cup, Mm. uplifting and actually pretty inspiring.
4: Yeah, there's this thing about, and the research into people who engage with women's sport find it more empowering, uplifting, family-friendly compared to men's sport, and that's exactly what we're seeing with the Rugby World Cup, and it's called the Rugby World Cup, not the Women's Rugby World Cup. World Rugby got rid of the women's. Got it. So it's a bit tough sometimes when you're talking about the Rugby World Cup, and I've spoken to lots of people about it, and they go, oh, the the All Blacks playing. And I was like, no, it's... Mm the Black Ferns um, and that's okay and it's just about changing the language because the Rugby World Cup is for everyone <laughs> um, And but it's been the feedback we've been seeing the various journalists and other people and audience members who went last week to the game said that they felt very safe leaving Eden Park at the end of last Saturday <laughs>
1: interesting isn't yeah, it yeah
4: and there was no drunkenness there was no shenanigans it was all very family friendly they felt safe that's walking big, back to well, the train not bad.
1: that's what women do yeah. Wallace and that's why women should be doing more things and be in more (laughs) positions of power because we create calmness (laughs) just saying
3: M- maybe most of you, not all. <laughs> no, all right.
1: some of us, some yeah. of us.
4: Definitely not a lot of calmness on the uh, on the rugby field, though, no. or no. in the stand. You know, we were. And how good were Fiji Wallace? They did yeah. lose. It was it was I think it was eighty four nineteen to England, but they managed to keep England to ten points in that first half, That's and right. they just played incredibly well. And they have a huge, huge game uh, on Sunday at Waitakere Stadium after New Zealand. They're playing South Africa, and it's and I'm picking Fiji. For the win.
3: Are you? I am. Uh, What do you make of that comment? That comment that against the England game, well, in the end, the girls got bored.
4: Yeah, yeah. I think it was because it was just such repetitive play. It wasn't, you know, it was just another try, another try, another try, you know, and and it also. Yeah, they just weren't engaged. and I had a good chat with one of the wingers um, for the podcast today and uh, and you know we talked about what needs to change. They are so incredibly dynamic and so much fun to watch. It was just a real shame that they couldn't continue what they'd started in the first half into the second. But it also shows the professionalism as well. We have to remember that England are a fully paid up team, they are professional players Fiji, this is their very first Rugby World Cup and and they just you know, and you can see it, you can England, France, New Zealand. There's a bit of Australia in there. US have started to get some funding. Yeah, Wales have just become fully like yes. not fully professional, but professional this year. So you've got the haves and the have-nots, and, and we have talked about this previously. And so we are going to see widening scores as this competition goes on until the pointy end of the competition.
0: Uh, and the English pay- players, they'll get a bonus of thirty grand each if they if they if they, if they win. Blackburn's nothing. Mm. Uh, too premature to be talking about a bonus.
4: Um, well no I think we should be talking why not because mm-hmm. the All Blacks get a bonus so why shouldn't the Black Ferns it's only fair um I What's think What's
3: the prize money for a win if you win the it's a
4: really good question. I don't know off the top of my head. I'll find out and get back to you. Um, but, you know, oh, here's a fun fact for you. The Rugby League World Cup is starting next week. We've got the Men's Rugby League World Cup, then the Women's. Uh, and the prize money, f- so the women are getting paid equally match fees as the men, which is really great. I That's mean, wonderful. New Zealand Rugby League don't have a lot of operating budget, but the women get paid equally. But the prize money for that is 120000 for the men and 70000 for the women.
1: What? mm no, sorry. No, I'm, this is not good enough, honestly. women have got to be paid equal to men. Well, you're when going to doing the same thing. Come on. You're going to love the podium on Monday because that's exactly what we're
4: talking about. Um, And this this is a thing. You know, is it equal pay for equal play? If we look at a sport like cricket, for example, here in New Zealand, they this year managed to make equal match fees for men and women. There is still a variety when it comes to contracts because men play more cricket than women. and, And the argument is in rugby that men play more rugby than women. But if you're going to a Rugby World Cup, and you're yeah. playing a game representing your nation at the Rugby World Cup. Should you be paid equally for playing? Uh, That's a
3: good question. Will be yeah. listening to the podium. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh.
0: That's Chris, a tough one. A
3: quick comment on that. Yeah, I'm just trying to wrap my head around that. That's mm. I don't have an answer for that.
4: Well, hopefully, I can give you one on Monday. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's a it's it's a big subject that not only the New Zealand media are talking about, but also globally the the money that New Zealand gets. We're the best-funded women's team in the competition, um, but it doesn't necessarily mean that we're going to win. It would be lovely if we did. I think we're going to beat Wales this weekend. The big match that, though, we need to really focus on is on Saturday night, and that's France versus England. Mm -hmm. And whoever loses that, we will possibly play in the quarterfinals.
3: So if France do a France, then we end up playing England again.
4: Well, France have lost ten times in a row to England,
3: yeah, so they I might like make it Zoe. eleven. <laughs> thank you, Wallace. <laughs> well, you hey, well, you on the podium, uh,
0: wonderful stuff, good work. Sorry, George, there, uh, sports journalist and staff, and again uh, from that podcast, uh, the podium. Uh, yes, a few people were saying that they checked their power on power switch, and it was actually quite a uh, quite a good thing to do, and it's quite easy. Quite easy to do, so that's very cool. Uh, it's eight away from five. Uh, Chris Wickarder, uh with us, and we also have Julia Hartley Moore today. And finally, modern technology is about to bring an abrupt end to a charming bit of rail history in the Wairarapa. After more than 100 years, the ticket offices along the Wairarapa line at Featherston, at Carterton, Masterton, they it set to close. Instead of buying tickets, passengers will be switching to electronic snapper card payment. And with us is someone who's sold train tickets at Featherston for more than a decade, Pip Stokes. Welcome, Pip. Yes. Pip, are you there? We'll get her back. We'll get Pip back. Just um, some feedback about uh, ageism, because... um, Just as much as full stops, and just as much as putting a space between a full stop, we had a lot about ageism. You asked whether or not we are an ageist society. Gosh, we are ageists, says someone. Elderly woman in accident. In her 60s, my mum is 86 and still teaching. It gives her a purpose, even though she gets tired. Uh, Francis says, oh yeah, go visit a store with an older citizen and watch the older person become invisible as the shop assistant serves the younger person first. Uh, and Anna in Otot- Ototahi says, I absolutely agree with Julia. My motto is use it and lose it. This is uh, actually sort of keeping active later mm-hmm. in life. Uh, that applies to cognition and physicality. Keep active and keep challenging your mind. I also agree we are ages in New Zealand. And another one here, I agree. Smears and breast screening is not given to those 65 plus. hmm I know. I I know I was
1: shocked when they said, well, we can take you off the register now, Julia, and I thought, what? Yeah. Yeah, no.
0: Uh, Now, do we have Pip there at all? Pip? No, we don't have Pip. We'll try and get uh, Pip back. Uh, She's sold train tickets to Fedsen for more than uh, a decade. Now, Chris, you came a little bit late into the party here for... uh, Uh, for the panel. So you weren't able to do your, uh, I've been thinking, do you have one for us? What's been on your mind? I I have. um, One of the things, it's Something that I thought was missing
3: or feel needs more attention given to it when we talked about the emissions um, stuff and Wa and the reaction of the of the farming community versus you know what the government has announced in there and something that was talked about early on was nature based solutions and I see that with a nature based solutions there 's a lot of potential to to get people just thinking the right way, getting involved in things. And the way it was described to me is you could do projects a little bit like if you book on Air New Zealand and you get through to the booking page and it says, do you want to offset your carbon? And um, you check the little box and decide what amount you want to do. And yeah. that that can be applied to all sorts of things. Um, you know, working with, so if you had a, a nature group or a farming group worked with a group of farmers to plant more trees on our farm, um, particularly working with waterways now, wetlands if they are done properly and managed properly are really good carbon sinks. They're also really, really good for improving water quality. So having those things in there and making those an active part of what we're doing, we improve the environment, water quality, a whole bunch of stuff, as well as you know um, the, the carbon question. Yeah, uh, there's a lot of flex. There's a lot of potential in there, and all sorts of things that you could do. Um, and it just seems to have fallen off the back of the walker. A little bit so I'd like to see that given some more consideration
0: mm, it's interesting, isn't it Chris politically it's interesting uh, because uh, something has to be done um, and, and on one side you've got people saying um, it's not going far enough on the other side you're saying it's be- we're going too fast eh so politically it's quite a treacherous road. oh it's vexed, and it's always going to be
3: vexed, and, and everyone's going to be damned if they do and damned if they don 't do enough.
0: Yeah, any thoughts on this, uh, Julia? At all uh, emissions? Trying, trying to get, even trying to get our personal emissions down. I'm always trying to do that, Wallace. Yeah. Well, hey, we, we, guess what? We've got the train person here. Pip, are you there?
2: I am here. Sorry Love, about all that. <laughs> no,
0: that's all right. We've got a couple of minutes. Uh, and you sold train tickets at Featherston ten years um, after a hundred years. Ticket office is going. How do you How do you feel about this?
2: I feel quite sad and there's a lot of people that come through the station that feel very sad about it because the first thing they see in the morning is they come into the office. Sometimes they'll make a a coffee and they talk and I've heard lots of stories, lots of good things, lots of sad things. But that personal contact is like, be really sad that that's not going to happen anymore.
0: I'm feeling sad about this personally.
1: I am too. Yeah. I think. I think. Yeah. You, I think you still have to do something with that building and make That's use of it, and make beautiful. it a happy place, it? make it somewhere they can go and have a coffee and, and meet and yeah, go to the loo. Yeah. Put
2: Yeah. Yeah. And and um, the reason I went to the newspaper was because I wanted um, Netlink to let me know that they were going to try and keep the building open. At least people could come in and sit out of the weather and yeah. use the toilet. Yeah. So
0: Oh my goodness me! So what's what's the deal now? What happens to your job and other staff? Uh, that's
2: the end of it, as far as I know.
0: Mm, Chris, I feel like yeah. I've hoisted
3: myself on my own petard a little bit on on this one because you know the. Um, Darren Ponta from our regional council here, I've been hassling him for ages. When are we going to get unified ticketing, you know, like for me to come uh, off a bus or off a train and onto a bus, you know, for and Mm I was thinking about um, the urban... Situation, you know, from coming out of Johnsonville and into the CBD and having separate tickets for buses and trains, I thought was just a pain in the backside. Um, So I'd annoyed him about that for ages. Um, And now I hear this decision, it's like, oh, no, that's not quite what I meant. Can we have both? Uh, Can we have both? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, I I don't
2: see why we couldn't have both. And I think the other thing, too, is like, currently people can buy a monthly ticket so you can go on and off the train between Wellington and Wadarapa as
0: many times as you like or between zones 1 and 11. Well Pip, we're out, run out of time but let's hope you stay, really do. Selling tickets for Fiddleston for over a decade and Julia Hartley-Moore, Chris Bikida, thank you so much for being with me today. Big thanks to my producer Liz Brown. I'm Wallace Chapman. See you at 3.45 Monday. with News.